Winston Churchill said, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak, and courage is what it takes to sit down and listen. It's Cal Walters. Welcome to episode eight of the Intentional Living and Leadership Podcast. I'm currently recording from Charlottesville, Virginia. After a busy week of moving my family from Austin, Texas, we moved into a house with no furniture. I think it's going to be another 10 days before we get our stuff. I am currently recording on a uh, microwave box that we just purchased for our house. And uh, my wife is sick, and we're sleeping on uh, air mattresses that don't have full air in them. So life is good, but we're making the most of it. And I'm excited to bring you this content. In episode seven of the podcast, we talked about living courageously. And I offered five key principles to help you and me overcome our fear and walk courageously into really the beauty of what life has on the other side of our fear. And I talked about how courage is not the absence of fear, which we often think, well, people that are courageous, they just don't have any fear. But really, courage is embracing the fear. And it's how we embrace it and we respond to that fear that we experience. Now, today I'm going to talk about courageous leadership. And I have so much to share on this topic. And I want to be respectful of your time. So I'm going to divide it up into two parts. This week will be part one. Next week will be part two. And I'm going to be sharing principles of courageous leadership. And I don't think you're going to want to miss it. So please tune in. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I know there are a lot of wonderful podcasts out there, many of which I listen to, but I'm honored and I'm humbled that you would spend your time listening to this podcast. I spent a lot of time preparing and I want to make sure that the time that we have together, that short time is valuable to you. Now, if you're one of the hundreds of people that tune into this this show every week, thank you so much for being loyal and for tuning in. I would love to get your feedback and connect with you in a very real way. So help me by connecting with me on Facebook at Intentional Living and Leadership with Cal Walters. You can also send me an email at calwalterspodcast at gmail.com. I take the feedback that you guys give very seriously. In fact, one of my friends told me that he appreciates the short segments and I'm listening to that. That's one of the reasons that I've divided this subject matter into two blocks. So please give me your feedback. I'm listening. I want to make it better to add value to your life. So thank you for the feedback that you've given and please keep it coming. I want to start out today by encouraging you. So if you're someone that's listening to this podcast and you are unlike many other people and that you're someone who's willing to make the investment in yourself to grow and to be better. And that takes hard work. That takes consistent work. And it all starts in our mind. And what we try to do on this podcast is focus on principles, put those things at the forefront of our minds so that we can put those things into action in the way we live our life. In episode two of the podcast, I talked about developing a life mission. My life mission, really when I boil it down, is number one, to love God. I'm a person of faith. I know that's my foundation. That is the source of strength that I get. That's my source of inspiration. And then number two is to love people. So it's to love God and to love people. And one of the ways that I have found that I can love people is by sharing the lessons that I've learned throughout my life in the Army, West Point, Ranger School, combat, being 
being a leader. I've learned a lot from reading books, learned a lot from just observing what I see in other people. And in my mind, a lesson that I learned that I don't share really only serves me. So one of the reasons that I do this podcast is I feel like it's one way for me to add value to people and to share things that I'm learning with people out there that might be able to benefit from it. So let me start today by defining courage. I've got two separate definitions of courage. First definition is mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. And the second definition is the choice and willingness to confront agony, pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. Now, when we think about courage in the context of leadership, often in our life, when we think about it, acts of courage that really establish someone as a leader. I mean, this goes all the way back to when we were kids. You know, the first kid to jump off the diving board at the pool was often the leader. The first kid to go down the water slide. I can think back to when I was at the pool as a kid. Or the first kid to ride their bike down that big hill. Or, you know, there was a period of my life where I was a skater. I had these big jeans and I had these fancy rollerblades and I would go to skate parks. When I was a skater, the first kid to jump off that big ramp or the first kid to skate down the half pipe. I looked at that person as a leader. And we see this also as adults. The first person that creates that product, the first person that's, that speaks out against injustice or organizes for a cause or sees a vision of the future that others don't see. Often it is these acts of courage that truly establishes a person as a leader. So we kind of know that courage and leadership go hand in hand instinctively. It's also backed up by other evidence. According to Bill George, who's a senior fellow at Harvard Business School, courage is the quality that distinguishes great leaders from excellent leaders. And this is based on his work over the past decade where he's worked with and studied over 200 CEOs. And he found that courage was the defining characteristic to really push leaders over the edge from being just, you know, average good leaders to really rising to that level of excellence. And the number one thing that I hope you can get out of today's episode of the podcast is that you are a leader and that your leadership will either shrink or will expand in direct proportion to the amount of courage that you choose to have. Let me say that again. You are a leader and your leadership and influence is going to shrink or it's going to expand in direct proportion to the amount of courage that you choose to have. Now, you may be listening to me thinking, Cal, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a leader. I don't have a position I don't think of myself as a leader. And if you're thinking that, that is not an uncommon thought. A lot of people think that. A lot of people don't think of themselves as a leader. But I want to challenge that view today. Leadership, as defined by John Maxwell, who is kind of the leadership expert, he says, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And when you think about that definition, absolutely, every single one of us either is a leader or has the potential to be a leader. Tim Elmore, founder of Growing Leaders, said that sociologists estimate that even the most introverted people will influence 10,000 people during their lifetime. So stop for a moment and think about all the different people that on a daily basis that you influence. You influence your peers, influence your coworkers, any single person that you interact with on a daily basis, the person at the grocery store, the coffee shop, the person that you sit next to at your office, if you're in a relationship with someone, your children, your grandchildren, obviously if you're in any type of formal leadership role at work or in the community, anyone that's on your team, you influence them. If you have any type of social media account and you use that social media account, you are influencing people, whether positively or negatively. Everything that you put on social media 
that people read, you're influencing them. And another beautiful part about leadership, a lot of us think, oh, well, I'm not a natural leader. I wasn't born with this charisma or these traits that we often think of as leaders. Leadership skills can be developed and they're developed from the inside out. That's one of the reasons we focus on this podcast so much on principles, because as you become a better person, as you become a more principled person, as you live more intentionally, that inevitably flows in your, into your ability to be a better leader. We lead out of who we are. And so I want to encourage you today that you're a leader, you have the potential to influence people, and your capacity for leadership and influence is going to be proportional to the amount of courage that you have. So I want to share with you today just two principles of courageous leadership, and then we'll save the rest for next week's episode. Principle number one about courageous leadership is that courageous leaders don't just embrace change, they champion change. Now, change is always difficult for us as human beings because change equals uncertainty. And uncertainty about the future often leads us into a place of fear. But the reality is that uncertainty about the future is never going away. In fact, uncertainty is really why they're a leader. If you're a leader, you got great job security because uncertainty will always be there. And that always means stepping out into the unknown. That always means requiring courage. Change in our life is inevitable. And change is happening faster and faster and faster than it ever happened before. So the question is not whether change will occur. Really, the question is how we deal with that change and the uncertainty. I think there are really three types of attitudes that people have most commonly towards change. Number one, there are people that are just kind of passive towards change. It's just really someone who isn't, maybe isn't even aware of the fact that change is occurring in their organization, in their community, in their body, in their family. They just kind of go along for the ride. This is really what we try to avoid when we talk about intentional living versus just passive living. The difference really is whether you're in control of your life, whether you're living your life and leading your life, or are you just accepting your life? People in this category number one are just kind of passive towards life. They're passive towards change. They just kind of, they're just kind of along for the ride. People in category number two are people that they embrace change. They're not passive. They're not completely just along for the ride, but they're not really in front of it. They're being led. If you have these people on your team, they're great. They'll get on board, but they're not going to be the people that are going to champion the change. They're not going to see the change and move out before anyone else moves. And then there are those people, and that's what I hope that we can all become, are those people that champion change. Now, right now, as my family goes through this move, I am trying to champion change for my family. I'm trying to be someone who sets goals, thinks about how can we set goals for our time here in Charlottesville? How can we establish systems that will allow us to achieve those goals? How can we create a vision for what this season of our life is gonna be? And even though maybe my family can't see it, I'm trying to do those things and think about those things so I can then lead my family. Now, how do we become people who champion change? Well, number one, it's in our attitude, our mindset, like all things in life. It starts with the way we think about it and it starts with the attitude that we have towards it. So have an attitude. I'm not just gonna be someone who's scared of change. I'm not just gonna be someone who is passive towards change or just embraces change. I'm going to take change and I'm going to champion. That's going to be who I am. Tell yourself that's who I am and take that attitude. John Maxwell also says that leaders see more than others see and they see things before others see them. And that is how we become people who champion change. And how do you become someone who sees more than others sees and someone who sees before other people see? It's by doing things that other people don't do. It's by reading more than other people do. 
listening to podcasts more than other people do, surrounding yourself with people that push you to be better, people that are beyond where you are, people that have experienced more than you've experienced, being curious, asking questions, remaining humble, knowing that you don't have all the answers. And this opens us up, allows us to have an open mind to see opportunities when others might be closed off. So be someone who sees more than others sees and sees before others sees because you do things that other people don't do. Let me give you a quick biblical illustration of someone who did this. And this is the story of David and Goliath. At the time, David in the Bible was just a 15-year-old shepherd boy. I mean, he didn't even have his learner's permit. Goliath was this nine and a half foot giant. He was this Philistine soldier. He was a veteran of the shield wall. Everyone from David's group, the people of Israel, were terrified to confront Goliath. Goliath killed everyone that tried to challenge him. Goliath was taunting the people of Israel. And the king at the time, King Saul, wouldn't come out and confront Goliath, even though Saul was the tallest person of Israel, the natural person as the king to confront this great warrior. Everyone else saw the Philistines as superior to Israel, and Goliath as superior to everyone that Israel could put forward. But David saw what other people couldn't see, and he saw it before other people saw it. And he did this because he was doing things that other people weren't doing. He was praying to God. He was loyal to God. He had this perspective that God was the true king of Israel. And because of that, he saw Goliath as this abomination to God. Everyone else was scared and terrified, but David wasn't scared or terrified because he was so busy being offended that this person, Goliath, would speak negatively upon the true king of Israel. So David comes out and he says, Hey, what will be done to this man who kills this Philistine and removes his disgrace from Israel? And everyone you can imagine just kind of looks around like, what is this guy talking about? Because no one else had seen it that way. Everyone else just saw this giant Goliath as the biggest threat to Israel, and they didn't want to challenge him. David had this unique perspective that gave him courage in the face of fear, and he ultimately killed Goliath with his slingshot and a stone. This demonstrated the courage that David had, and David then became the most feared man in all of Israel and eventually made him king and allowed him to establish himself as this courageous individual. Another thing that champions do, champions of change, is they fight complacency. They have this growth mindset. Now, you may work for an organization or be part of a team that's currently successful, but how many companies do we know? How many organizations do we know that were successful and were the leaders of the pack, but then became complacent? Now they no longer exist. As Rick Warren says, the greatest enemy of tomorrow's success is today's success. Because what happens with success is you think that you've got it all figured out. You start to rest on your laurels. You start to get complacent. And that's what is the true killer. When I was in combat in Iraq, one of the biggest threats to our security was complacency. We would go out of the wire. We would go out of the safe base. We would go do patrols and nothing would happen. We wouldn't get hit by an IED. We wouldn't get hit by the enemy. And we would come back in and it was easy if that happened enough for the entire unit to start to get complacent, to stop scanning their sectors of security as diligently or start to take shortcuts, stop to plan for contingencies. And this is what happens when successful organizations start to get complacent. So as leaders, we have to constantly challenge, even if we're experiencing success, we have to constantly challenge the status quo. As Andy Stanley puts it, I love this. He says, leaders challenge what is for the sake of what could be and should be. And that is not an easy thing to do. In fact, anyone that's ever been in a leadership position or been a person of influence, you know that leadership is tough. 
And if it's not tough, we're probably not doing it right because we're challenging the status quo. We're trying to take people beyond where they currently are and take them into a place that they don't know and they can't see. And sometimes we don't know and we can't see it fully. And that's why leadership is not only relevant and needed, but it's tough. So principle number one is that courageous leaders champion change and they challenge the status quo. Principle number two is that courageous leaders take action and they are decisive people. Now, it may seem obvious, but recognizing the need to change is not really what establishes people as a leader. And we just kind of talked about how leaders champion change, and that's important. But the biggest demonstration of courageous leadership are those people that are willing to act. Let me give you a analogy that John Maxwell uses. Five frogs are on a log and one decides to jump. How many frogs are on the log? And the answer is that there's still five frogs on the log. Many of us hear that and we think, oh, that one frog decided to jump. But deciding to do something is completely different than acting on it. How many times can you think of your own life? I can think of plenty of situations in my life where I decided to do something, but I never did it. And most of us, if we're honest, have a tendency not to act as fast as we probably should. Most of us, if you're like me, we want to wait until I have 100% clarity on the path in front of me. I want to know that there's there's limited risk. I want to be able to see the entire path. I want to be able to see the destination. And that's just human nature. We want that 100% clarity. But leaders are often the ones who take action even before they have all the answers because they know that more information is going to be revealed as they move. Now, I'm not suggesting that we be reckless or that we don't think through things, but we just have to at least acknowledge in ourselves and humans that most of us tend to act later or never at all when we could have acted. There's beauty in acting. When we start to move, when we start to take action, when we take that first step, things often become more clear. We start to go down the road. We start to see things that we didn't see before. Actually, as we move, we attract resources to us. We attract people to us because as humans, we are attracted to people that are moving, that are doing, just going all the way back to when we were children, when we saw those people, those courageous children go Go down the hill, ride that bike down the hill, or take that sled down the hill. We are attracted to people who are taking action. So be a leader who takes action. Also be a leader who is decisive. I've had the opportunity in my job to work with a lot of senior leaders in the Army some general officers, some senior colonels. And one of the qualities that always stands out to me about them is their ability and willingness to make tough decisions, but to do it in a decisive way. They ask a lot of really good questions. They listen, they deliberate. But when it comes time to take action and make a decision, they make the decision. And by doing that, they then provide clarity to the entire organization. So principle number two I want to leave you with today is to be a person of action. We never know what hangs in the balance of our decision to be courageous and to face our fears and face uncertainty. Private first class Brendan Oakley. This past weekend, he was shopping for a jersey in El Paso, Texas at a store when a child walked in to the store and said that there was a shooter in Walmart. No one in the store, including Private First Class Oakley, paid any attention to the child because no one understood what he was talking about. But Oakley then walked into another store and started to notice that something was off. Then he heard two gunshots and a whole bunch of people started running around and screaming. And as the mayhem was erupting over the next five to seven minutes, Oakley saw a bunch of kids running around without their parents. And he said the only thing that he could think of is to pick up as many kids as he could and get 
get him out of there. So he put his head down and he ran as fast as he could and he pulled as many kids as he could out of the store. He said he wasn't concerned for his own safety. He was only concerned with getting the children out of harm's way. He said, I understand what I did was heroic, but I did that because that's what I was trained to do and that's what the military has taught me to do. Courageous leadership is something that we have to prepare for and we never know what will be demanded of us at a moment's notice. So guys, some application for you right now as you're listening to this. Number one, who are people in your life that you're influencing? If you don't think you're a leader, take take a moment to write down all the people that you either have influenced or have the potential to influence in your day-to-day life. Question number two is what leadership opportunities are you missing out on because of fear? Are there opportunities out there that the only good reason or not so good reason holding you back is because you're scared. It's okay. The first step is is being honest with ourselves and saying, you know what? The only reason that I'm not doing this is because I'm scared. And make a list of those opportunities to see and ask yourself whether fear is holding you back or whether it's something else. And then ask yourself whether this opportunity is something that I could act on now based on the information I have. Am I being like so many people and not acting when I really could? Because most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, have a tendency to not act fast enough. Take action today. If you have all the information you need, maybe you don't have 100% of the picture, but taking action is gonna give you more information. It's gonna allow resources to come to you. People are gonna be attracted to you and you'll figure it out as you go. And then make a commitment to courage. Be someone who's committed to when you feel fear to acting. It all starts in our mind. We develop it over time, but when we need it in the future, we'll be ready. So guys, if you like this, please give us a rating or write us a review on iTunes so that people can hear what you're liking. Share this. Guys, I appreciate you being with me today. Life is short, so go make it count. (laughs) 